welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm here with Tracy this morning, this afternoon. Hey. Hey. So today we're talking about fairy tales and we want to get into what Goldilocks can teach us about proposal development. Such Mm -hmm. an important thing for our clients to learn how to effectively develop and present proposals and counter proposals. Yes. Goldilocks, such a, a wonderful teacher. Such a teacher, right? You know, when I was a child, my mom would read to me almost every night at bedtime. And I continued that same tradition with my own kids. So Goldilocks was one of those stories that always got into the rotation, right? And so today we're going to take that classic children's story and use it as a model for approaching proposal development with your clients. So Goldilocks and the Three Bears, it's such a legendary fairy tale. Legendary. Right? Yeah. Legendary. Everybody knows it. You could walk around, you could ask anybody and they would get the general story the same. Mm-hmm. Three bears leave their cottage. They go out for a walk. Goldilocks happens by and she decides to go into their little house and explore. She finds three bowls of porridge sitting on the counter. She decides to try them. One's too hot, one's too cold, one's just right. Mm. Then she decides to go in the living room and try out their chairs. She goes in the bedrooms and tries out their beds. And as she's trying all these things, we hear too big, too small, too hard, too soft, and just right. So breaking and entering aside, (laughs) right? (laughs) She shouldn't have been in there in the first place, but we think there's a lot to learn from Goldilocks when it comes to helping clients develop proposals in divorce that are just right. Yeah. So with that in mind, we want to dive into the concept of working with your clients to develop tiered proposals. But before we do that, Let's examine three lessons from the story that consistently play out in divorce negotiations. And those are the Goldilocks syndrome, the Goldilocks rule, and the Goldilocks principle. Oh, oh I know. It's just amazing, right? So first, we've all experienced Goldilocks syndrome at some point in our lives because we naturally try to find the home, the job, friends, partners, and so on that are just right. Just right. That just feel right. And there's nothing wrong with having high standards, being discerning, or wanting to make the best choices. The problem comes when we look for perfect solutions. And let's be honest, in a pretty imperfect world. I don't know about you, Deborah, but I do not live in perfect world, right? So never in the world is less perfect and more uncertain than those individuals 
engaging in divorce. Clients can get paralyzed because they don't see that perfect solution. And that makes it so difficult for them to evaluate a good enough option. Divorce often means that none of the others on the table feel just right. And our clients have to make choices between the, you've heard this before from us, best of bad options, what we so fondly refer to as Bobo. Bobo. Goldilocks syndrome can create a big obstacle to effective negotiation, which we know is so needed when everything seems just too cold or too small. Too cold or too small. I know it does. It feels that way a lot. Yeah. So yeah, next is the Goldilocks rule. And this applies when we're making choices and assessing risks. Every, this is uncertainty, every decision has potential outcomes, both good and bad. And when we're faced with options, we have to evaluate which one feels just right. But unlike Goldilocks, our clients have us to help them think through which proposals and options feel just right for them. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. When they're evaluating these options, Conflict styles and emotional management play a big role here. Yes. So let's talk about too cold, too small, too soft. (laughs) This is a choice that is safe and is often made out of fear. Yeah. So we might see this as giving up, giving in, or asking for too little. And this could be reflective of an avoidant or accommodating conflict style. We've talked about conflict styles. There's a podcast a couple of weeks ago about that, or it could be a freeze or a fawn response to the overwhelm of divorce, that stress response. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's too hot, too big, too hard. (laughs) This would be a choice that's risky and maybe made out of emotion. This could show up as that desire to fight, to win, to punish, or somebody who really needs to be in control. Uh, That emotional justice, adjudication of past. Heck yeah. Carrying my gavel with me at all times. (laughs) So this, this individual may have a default. They may default to like a fight response when they're under stress and when they feel threatened. And they may show up with an aggressive conflict and communication style. So that's too hot, too big, and too hard. Then there's just right. Just right. Just right. This is informed, intentional, and strategic. Did you say say informed? I said informed, intentional, strategic, (laughs) the trifecta of (laughs) decision-making, right? The just right decision is not made out of fear. It's not made out of emotion, but it's made from a place of emotional intelligence with a focus on the future instead of the past. Yeah. Forward focused. Yep. And finally, there's the Goldilocks principle. This refers to rejecting things that are too extreme in any one direction and setting settling for a happy middle ground. We employ this principle in just about every aspect of our lives from deciding what clothes, car, or house to buy, where we're going to eat, how much to drink, and how much to keep in our savings account. 
Maybe you want to be sporting that luxury of a Range Rover, but you like the price tag of a Kia. I, I know I do. So you might choose a Jeep Cherokee because it still gives you that feeling of adventure at a more reasonable price. This is the goal of negotiation and divorce to reject the idea of extreme proposals where one party wins and instead working to find a happy middle ground that satisfies most, most of both parties' interests, both parties' interests, both parties' interests. So how do we use all these lessons from Goldilocks with clients working on divorce settlement proposals? Well, in order to keep, to help get our clients prepared to be in that flexible thinking frame of mind, we like to work with them to develop what we call a tiered proposal process. This helps our clients avoid major negotiation mistakes like a my way or the highway approach, and it helps them plan for both receiving and making counterproposals. That's what keeps the conversation going and increases the chance that they can get to resolution. Resolution, right? Resolution. That's the goal. We are alternative dispute resolution specialists. So this process of working through tiered proposals helps clients eliminate ideas that are too hot, too big, or too hard, and encourages them to reach beyond ideas that are too cold, too small, or too soft. This intentional strategic process allows them to find the range of solutions that are just right for them. So let's talk through the three tiers that we like our clients to have identified before they enter into mediation or any sort of negotiation process. Three tiers. Tier one, (laughs) that would be amazing. Or as Tracy likes to call it, that would be effing amazing. That's tier one. That is our client getting everything they really could ever dream of. It would make them so happy they would jump up and down on a pogo stick. Okay. Tier two, I could live with that. It's not everything I want, but I would be able Mm -hmm. to walk away with this agreement without a bunch of baggage, without feeling resentful, without, yeah, without all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's tier three. Oh, hell no, I won't go below. This is what you uh, we lovingly refer to as the bottom line. Like, this is it. This is my line in the sand. I will not go below this. Now, there are some things we need to work through with our client before they set that. But those are the three tiers. That would be amazing. I could live with that. And oh, hell no. Yeah. So, so why is this tiered process of development, proposal development, so really, really important? It supports engagement and flexible thinking, right? And we understand that flexible thinking is needed for our clients to have a successful outcome in their negotiation process, right? Successful means productive. And flexible thinking is this engagement in a critical thinking process. And it starts well, well, well before the client walks into that mediation room. And this is where we as divorce coaches play such a vital role because in our work, as we are exploring with the client 
their underlying needs and interests. We are helping the client engage in creative problem solving, critical thinking, identifying and discovering interests and needs, which supports them in moving away from positional thinking. Hi, it's Deborah. Did you know an ICF survey reported that four out of five coaching businesses fail? Ugh, that may sound shocking, but we do not believe you have to be a statistic. If you're struggling to build the coaching practice of your dreams, stop trying to do it alone. Join us twice a month for the DCA Case Consultation and Mastermind Group, where you'll get professional mentoring. Be able to discuss your complex cases and your frustrations and get feedback and share resources and ideas with other divorce coaching professionals. You know, we say it every week on the podcast, and it's so true. When one succeeds, we all succeed. And DCA is committed to helping you get there. Just go to divorcecoachesacademy.com and click on continuing education to learn more about the case consultation group and sign up to join us this month. We hope to see you there. Right. Yeah. Positional thinking. Which positional thinking, again, that that too hot, Mm -hmm. too cold positional thinking, it's not going to work, right? We're engaged in a process of limiting ourselves from finding that solution, that place Mm -hmm. that may just be just right. Just right. Right. Positional thinking is. I come in with an idea. You come in with an idea. If I say no to you or you say no to me, we're done. That's not negotiation. That's demanding. That's ultimatums. That's not negotiation. Yeah, and those our are goal, hard lines, those yeah, are- yeah. Our goal is to help our clients get through this process with less cost and less emotional damage, right? Yeah. So keep that conversation going, keep the conversation going. So setting yourself up to ask for something, we even sometimes will call this an insulting first offer. mm -hmm. So to go in, lay something on the table and say, I won't accept less than X, knowing that the other person won't agree is, is not setting yourself up for keeping the conversation going. Yeah. So if if this is sort of new to you, we want to kind of talk about an example right? Of how we may use this in our work with our clients as they are engaging in proposal development on a tiered process. Okay. So, so let's, let's take an example, a client who is coming in and has a lot of real concerns regarding support, spousal support, alimony, maintenance, whatever it is that you all want to call it in your geographic area. Okay. There's a need right? So clients coming to you and saying, okay, I've done my budget analysis. I've looked at income and expenses and there's a shortfall, right? I have a need. I have a shortfall of $5,000, right? And, and, And I really should add on an additional $500 because what if Right. There's so much uncertainty and, and the, the, that shortfall is just going to make me cut everything right down. I don't have any security or stability. So we as divorce coaches have explored with a client that there's a need here, right? They Mm -hmm. have some underlying fears in financial stability and security. Mm -hmm. So we've engaged in that discovery process. Yeah. 
So their interest, right? A position would be, I want this dollar amount. We've explored their interest, which is, I would really like to be able to cover my monthly bills without worrying about it. Without worrying about it. Without worrying about it, right? Yeah. So Tracy, what I heard you say is one option for addressing that for me would be for me to get cash flow of $5,500 a month. That covers my $5,000 shortfall. It gives me a $500 cushion in case I need new tires on my car or something else comes up. And that is one option that would meet my needs. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be the client's tier one right? There's a $5,000 need. There's a need for additional cushion just to meet that financial security. So a tier one proposal may be coming in at 5,500. Yeah. That would be effing amazing. I would feel super good. would be effing amazing. Yeah. Because that is almost my current lifestyle. That budget doesn't include many, many cutbacks. It doesn't include me increasing my hours at work. It doesn't it would, that would be effing amazing if I got $5,500 a month. Yeah. Great. But that's not where we stop, right? No. That's, that's where we start. Yeah. Because what if I put that out and they say, "Mm, that's not just right for me. (laughs) The other person on the table says that doesn't, (laughs) that's not right for me. That's a little too hot for me. It's a little too big, a little too big, right? Yeah. Okay. Because remember, we are not, we're negotiating with somebody else here. Our clients are negotiating with someone else, the other. Okay. So what, what might, and then the next step be to get to that tier two, right? Okay. I can live with that. One of the things that we're supporting our clients to do is looking at generating multiple possibilities and ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perhaps we can look at other areas in which we might be able to derive some income. So maybe we can pull a little from a a higher distribution on an asset or look at potential interests, earned interests or derivatives from another asset. So would we be able to, would the client might be able to generate some of that, that security money that they're looking for in a different way that they might be able to come in with uh, I can live with that of a $5,000 proposal, right? Yeah. Which is again, $500 now short from their, that would be amazing tier one proposal, but there's some work there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helping, supporting the client and looking at other potential options. Other potential options, that can right? That meet their needs. Right. Because my my need is to meet my monthly cash flow. There are two ways to do that. You either increase income or you decrease expenses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you talked about one way to potentially increase income. What if we talked about decreasing expenses? Absolutely. So we look at the budget and, and my client says, well, you know, the biggest line item in my budget here is this $2,200 a month mortgage payment. Okay. So let's talk about the basis for that mortgage payment. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Are there any options to reduce that mortgage payment? So again, we're going to look at all the rest of the marital property. Yeah. Is there any opportunity, right, to take assets from somewhere else to lower the principal balance of that mortgage so that payment is lower? 
Critical thinking, problem right? So if I take less of this asset or more of that asset so I can pay the mortgage balance down, then might I be able to ask for 4500 a month in spousal support, but I want a bigger chunk of this asset yeah, or pay less in my buyout of the marital equity, right? So now we're, I talk about proposal yes. development being like building a Lego tower. Yeah. Right. So maybe now my tier two is $4,500 a month, but I'm going to pay you less $50,000 less in the buyout. Yeah. There's all kinds of options, but then let's talk about an, oh, hell no. What would that look like? Yeah. So this is again, right. Not our starting point, but sort of our, our quote unquote bottom line, right? right? There is going to be serious issue if we go below that number. Right. So perhaps my need is even if we were looking at doing multiple things, my absolute lowest level I can go to, to be able to be okay. And, and when we talk about, oh, hell no, I won't go below. We also have to be working with clients and exploring their badness. That's a negotiated agreement, right? It would, they fare better in, in a court of law or someplace else if they can't get to a negotiated agreement, what is that going to cost? And we've spent time and right. talking about BATNAs and other podcasts. And I encourage you, if you're not familiar with the concept of BATNA, to really explore that because it is a process involved when we're looking at that third tier. Okay. Yes. Because if if they've gotten legal advice and found out that a judge would likely award them $1,800 a month, then yeah. it's hard for them to set their bottom line at 4000 Yeah. And they don't want to be negotiating against themselves either. Right. right? So again, information, intentional, but creative, critical problem solving, taking into consideration needs. The thing that a tiered proposal development process does for our clients is keeps them engaged. It's well thought out. So this is not something that happens two minutes before going into Mm -mm. It's just not couple weeks ahead, we're talking about this. Yes. This is a process. There is work involved in identifying needs and interests and, and what that spectrum, that continuum, that tiered process can look like for the client in an intentional way. That's open to flexibility to perhaps looking at this differently than when they originally came in, which often people come in with just that hard line. I'm going to draw a line in the sand and it shuts it down. It shuts that conversation down and prevents us from getting to a Goldilocks just right. Yeah. And again, what having these tiers or these multiple options, if you think about it that way, it sets them up to be ready to negotiate with proposals and counter proposals, to hear counter proposals, to then give counter proposals as opposed to that scenario of, oh, you said no, well, we're done. We're done. Because I'm going to put out my, that would be effing amazing proposal. I might hear back no, but hopefully I'll hear back another counter proposal. Now I have something to evaluate that against. Oh, well, their counter proposal is just a little bit below my, I could live with that. So let me come back with a counter proposal that somewhere between my, that would be amazing. And I could live with that and see if we can get closer up here. It gives them a a way to have a framework to make counter proposals and stay at the table. So 
Yes. Prepared, intentional, strategic, right? What? Informed, informed, informed. So we're, we could talk about this like everything we can go on and on, but we try to keep these, these as just little appetizers, right? So if this idea of tiered proposal development is something that is sparking some interest for you, is intriguing you, we offer opportunities to explore this mostly in our pre-mediation divorce coach training at Divorce Coaches Academy, right? But we also talk about it in our conflict coaching. So much of what our work is as alternative dispute resolution specialists is to support clients in developing the skills to be able to engage in effective negotiation to get to that resolution, which is often our desired outcome, that end step to finalize their divorce process. So I hope you guys enjoyed Goldilocks and story time. (laughs) And, and it's not a fairy tale, right? This is, this is real. And the principles that we can learn from Goldilocks very much apply to the work that we do with clients and divorce. So we hope you've enjoyed this uh, this story today, and uh, we look forward to you joining us yet again for a new and exciting topic to help support you in the work that you do as divorce coaching and changing the face of divorce for our clients. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.